Welcome back to the pilot episode of the Sheffield Hopcast. We're at Bar Stewards and it's time for Adam's taste test with a difference. So it's a bit of a surprise blind beer tasting for everyone, apart from James, myself, and because uh, we know about it. Um, there's no trick or anything. We don't want you to have any expert beery opinions. Simply just need to know which of these two beers you prefer. Which one would prefer? Just what you prefer. It's nothing to do with... They're very similar in style, they're very similar in, in ABV, and um, they look quite indistinguishable. Yeah. Um, What's that, 4%? A little, uh, bit, of lemony, little bit of lemony hot. It's not an expert. No. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, a little bit of lemony drizzly sort of thingy just on it, but... It's a type of beer that would appeal to Sheffield. 4% pale. Sup it in pints. And see straight through see it. See straight through it. See straight through it. There's your second one. Second one all day long. Second day, yeah. second all day long. Second one, yeah. I prefer the aroma of one and the flavour of two. I if I had to do that. If I had to pick one, I'd pick two. I prefer number one. Ooh. That feels like a wheat beer to me. Okay. A bit more wheat in it. Yeah. So, the kind of like which is why hexagonal can, glass. Which is why I can't go back to the first one now because I'm, I'm a bit over part of it. Alright, are we, are we gathering? Yeah, number one for me. Number one for me. Number one for me. It's going to be lager or something. What, two, two? <laughs> you, what, one or two? Two. Two? Two. One? <laughs> one. One. Oh, come on. So that's two, two. Two, two. two, 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 two so two, that'll two. be the score for the Sheffield Derby next Friday. Oh, is it? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, is it? so what you've tasted oh, is... Oh, um, Do you want to have a guess which one's which? So you've tasted... That's uh, Sheffield United and then that one's you, the... So, let's talk to Rich, who's a... So the first one you drunk is the uh, Thornbridge, the Wednesday, oh, is which is there. And um, the second one is... That's right, is Cop, is it Cop? And the second one is Cop Lager, which is a Sheffield United brand. Yeah. Okay. So, I was sold this podcast as being an inclusive yeah, uh, event, and for the to no, no bars and bitters. Oh. going to say <laughs> no bars. Barnsley would have won. Do you know what? That. When 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 when, when, there's a, when when there's a derby, we'll we'll do it. What, 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 you, sell, you sell a lot of this stuff, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on it? They very often seem to come kind of number one, number two in your top three seller Yeah, that, that, that certainly up to Christmas, a lot of gift buying and all that, so we're, uh, uh, I preferred the pale ale. Uh, that just tasted a bit of a, a bit too wheaty for me as a as I'm a. That's going to bother the Wednesday pale ale, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 so, <laughs> so, so I preferred the pale ale. Um, from a point of view of the game, I would prefer Chef United to be Chef Wednesday. Well, that's because you're about to. Uh, yeah, I'll be from Boston. But a boring nil-nil <laughs> draw, 60 quid a ticket, would suit me down. <laughs> down. We want to get to football, but we thought it'd be inclusive. <coughs> and here we go. It's going to be a draw on Friday. Yeah. What do you think about that? Would you take a draw? I think Laura's just suggested a Chef Hopcast bet. On the, uh, the correct score. Two, two. Well, you know. But I must say, I have thus far refused to drink the cop lager. Um, I, and you've just forced it on me, James. I, what are you, we doing? You, you know, I would drink, if someone gave it to me in a glass, I would drink it. It's the, <coughs> that the can is is so so very Sheffield United branded. I think um, I can't bring myself. Uh, if I'm completely honest, it's not. I don't think it's a strong Thornbridge beer, but I understand probably why where they pitched it. They've just opened Wednesday Tap, which is the ground. Yeah. They're trying to probably convert. You know, they're selling. They're starting selling it for the games. You know, we're, we're talking about the. There's no much to it, really. Is there? Um, it's an easy. It's easy it's thing. A, I you could, I'll quite thing. happily drink it. For, I will for, probably for, quite happily drink a couple of lager as well. It, it's a, it's a clever time. beer for the market that, yeah. that is going to. It's drink not going. It's not going to pick people off. No, it's really not. It. And it's and if that's a gateway to people switching from a lager to to a next one, might then have a Chiron from them, and then a Jaipur Halcyon. All we can say from this is that Rich liked cop lager. Yeah. I, feel like I feel like I'm going home now, <laughs> shower, and really scrub, <laughs> right. really hard. I think that's it. <laughs> um, our next beer comes from um, Sean, uh, and this is the uh, Dark Neapolitan. Northern Monk at Leeds, who uh, we had earlier from the attack on Blue Falcon. I'm not sure whether we mentioned the name of it. No, I didn't know I the th- name I was. think one of the, the best beer names for some time, Attack on Blue Falcon. It's uh, very, the, uh, the black it's very beer. like the black iris beers. Yeah, in, it is. In, I, I would so, probably, I'd be a bit someone, worried that Someone in the shop today picked that up 
and we very cleverly had the Rise and Shine from Black Iris <laughs> next to it and she picked them both up thinking that they were from the same brewery but of course I explained uh, the, the next beer though guys again Northern Monk not a peel and reveal though this time um, quite famously they did a, an ice cream pale series uh, I think about maybe it's 18 months ago and then released again last year proved very very popular for them and this is a, a variant on this, a dark Neapolitan ice cream porter. 6.2%, lots of rose flavour. We should get quite a bit of chocolate from that as well. I've not had it yet, but there should be that sort of softness to it as well with the ice cream uh, element. So, so, so to anybody who's not really familiar with that as a style, what is it that makes it an ice cream thing? Is it lactose? Yeah, lactose, sometimes vanilla is used to soften it as well, uh, but lactose soften, which of course, means uh, most of these modern uh, breweries brew vegan beer, but lactose gets in there now and again, just to give that sort of creamy feel to things, bit of sweetness to things. Uh, these kind of like, um, sort of dessert beers have become yeah. a real thing they over really the last months, have yeah. really Omnifollow particularly, who Adam mentioned earlier, mm. are, uh, have got a real skill at that. Are, uh, my favorite beer of all time there, uh, Noah, uh, pecan mud is a uh, exactly down that theme, 11%, but lots of pecan nuts, lots of chocolate, lots of sweetness from it, and lots of other breweries are, uh, have gone down the same the same route. As you say, like a dessert beer, you just go, it, it, you'll have one, and it, and it tastes nice, and you're not going to. It's a nice you, finish you to the evening. Yeah, nice finish to the evening. I remember the back end of the year before yeah. last, I had the. Death by Coconut, yeah. which you had, which yeah, I really like that, and that was that way where, you know, it tastes really nice, it was lovely and sweet, you couldn't have too much that's of it, it, but it's nice to just have that. I that think that's a, that, that's a, uh, an important thing really, in terms of the beers that we're drinking. James has referenced to having a pint a few times tonight, and um, the pint is, is something that um, we, we we tend to see less and less yeah. as a measure of beer. You mentioned then two-thirds and two-thirds and so on. Uh, and a lot of these beers are designed to be, uh, to, to, to be blunt and Sheffield, to be supped, uh, not as a pint, uh, but as a, as a half generally, perhaps maximum. It's very much the drinker's choice, but when you're drinking beers that are uh, six and seven percent, they can creep up on you quickly. I mean, so. I mean, having, having the beer that um, Chris mentioned, that you like the, um, Wipe and true milkshakes yeah. out. This is not a million miles away from me. Yeah. I mean, I literally had that last night, and it's just that it's really, it's a really like I said, at the end of the night kind of thing. It's, you're not nothing else. Happens. The next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna turn to yeah, and go to bed. Yeah. It's really nice. It's, it's creamy. It's not overly sweet. It's got a nice bitterness to yeah. it. And it's got a nice kind of hop kick to it, and it's. It's just really bloody nice, yeah. There's nuttiness. There's not a million miles away. I don't know if you've lost your head, try that bit. It's not a million miles away. It does taste like. And this is slightly. It it says it's naturally hazy, where the other one's really dark. (coughs) Yeah. This looks a bit muddier if you're that bothered about that kind of stuff, but it does actually say that it's naturally hazy on the cancer. Which is an unusual thing for a porter to declare. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite as dark as a typical porter. I mean, you, you've tweeted in the last couple of days about, um, uh, I think there's a, a new series of dessert beers that have just kind of come out. Am- Amundsen Brewery from uh, Oslo in Norway are, are a brewery that are uh, um, making tracks dramatically quickly and their beers a lot more easy, a lot more accessible now in the UK and they've done a, a series of dessert in a can beers, 11.5%, oh, um, yeah, chocolate marshmallow, Kind of maple pie. Why do you think people are making those like really? Do you think they're trying to get a new market? There's a, I think there's a full <laughs> relevance to it all, really. They, they just sound gorgeous. Yeah. They sound beautiful. And uh, and if you give it the right kind of flavour, then it's going to taste beautiful as well. Something I'd really like to see is restaurants embracing the beer scene a little mm. bit more. You know, if you go into somewhere for a nice meal, you can 
pretty much guarantee you'll be offered a wine to suit the last you. Wine, so it won't yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's absolutely no reason why the same can't be true of beer. Correct, absolutely. Um, not. If you're right, because if you had someone who was knowledgeably able to come across and say, right, well, that's nice, you can have a nice beer with this, or you can have this nice chocolatey stout that with your, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, ice cream. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's still like, I, I, I know, parents, you have a meal with parents, or you know, people don't really understand. You know, oh, I suppose you can have a beer then. Like, well, you're going to have a wine. Like, what's, where's the, you know, mm. you, you understand your wine, you be, you're not respecting a different drink. You just think it's just some big pint of yeah. yellow, fizzy stuff. They, 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 they still think you're just trying to get pissed yeah, rather yeah, than appreciate well, I mean, the flavour. The problem is, like, a little bit like, you go to a lot of restaurants and you're still struggling in major. I mean, I think ZZ's might do a wild beer now, yeah. which is like fresh or something like that. But like, you're still really struggling to get something. You're not spending a lot of money for like whether like a Peroni or something like that, in a bottle for like maybe what, four pound fifty. You're thinking I don't really want that, but I also don't really want to start I think tackling they, half a bottle of wine. I think the problem there is you're going to get that because it's a chain. Whereas yeah. you're going to an independent restaurant, you are, yeah. you are think, going to get completely different. I still think yeah. I still think that they're not really kind of grasping that there is. There is like a sit-down restaurant thing. I think there's I guess it's a gamble. It might be a gamble. I mean, it, 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 gamble. as we know, these types of beer are not cheap, really. And, and I guess with a bottle of wine, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's, it's an easy way to. It's an easy way to get people to pay it, though. I think. Yeah. Well, and I think you're, you're not going to get restaurants that want to commit to buying a full keg of something. Yeah. But now that you've got so many beers available in bottle and can, it doesn't matter if it sits in a fridge for a couple of months generally. If you go to somewhere like Crafton Dodo, I mean, you've got yeah, that. That's, you know, that's, yeah. that's your place to go. That's you know? it. But they also yeah. they're owned by Milestone, I think. Yeah. And I would yeah. imagine the Milestone, it's yeah. it's wine and and. To, to, be, to be fair to them, like going back even before this kind of booming crafting, they've always had something there. Whether it's been they've they've always had something slightly interesting. Like when I've been yeah. a handful of times, maybe not on cask or anything, and probably before cake <coughs> was really a thing. But you're always kind of looking. There's always something that. Yeah. Even if you want your taste, maybe something that's different to yeah. next door or down the street. I think there's, a, there's a, 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 a reverse happening slightly though, Adam, in the sense of um, you can go to a place that's got smart beer and get restaurant quality food. Yeah. Rico at Rutland, yeah. Brendan at Sentinel, beer engine, restaurant quality food yeah. with Absolutely. as many beers as you want to match and mm. you don't have some waiter suggesting anything to you. can. You can have a bit more of a maverick approach. It's quite funny actually. Just doing a few notes before in Rutland before I came and worked near there. Have you made notes tonight? I've had a few notes. I'm not going to put I've lost them. I'm not the one that pads it next to me. And then um, some old some woman came in and she asked for a glass of wine. She said, oh, I suppose you're not doing food. And you're like, no, yeah, I'm doing food. Yeah. And I thought, well, they've got, you know, they've got, because we've got specials board. Yeah, got it's, things, it's got, an incredible And then maybe like 20 minutes later, I turned around and she, she wanted like a third bag of crisps. Oh. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> they're bloody really good food. Probably they don't shout about it. Yeah. But it is like, it's different. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I've eaten that much, but I've seen what they do I've and what they produce. It's and fantastic. Yeah, you, know, you get octopus on, like, I know. It's, you know what I mean? I know. It's a little, it's a little bass, you can just, yeah. it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And the, the tapas that you get a beer engine again, it's just fantastic. Yeah. I have to admit that this is um, easing me back into this type of beer. I, the reason I'd gone off stouts and, and the, the much darker stuff, I had some evil twin from your place, which were very, very strong. You were you were really cool back in the day. I, and I, I felt that they were just being strong for the sake of being yeah. strong. What, what, came mean, what the beer was? There were the two, those ones that were the really cool names. There was the, Even um, more Jesus? No, the one... Big ass money the stout. New York Hotel. All right, Christmas yeah. in New yeah, York yeah. Hotel. Yeah, um, and Christmas Eve, innit? In Christmas Eve in New York Hotel. And there was another one, really cool. But they were like, one of them was maybe 13%. Yeah. Something or another yeah. was like 10 or 11. Yeah. And, they lost a bit of what they had, yeah. I think, from being just too so strong. being a bit too short. Yeah, and I think that just knocked me for six a little bit, and it just sort of put me off it. But now these are, they're, they're strong, obviously, because yeah. they're 6%, they're six percent, yeah. but they haven't lost any of the taste. Yeah. I think that's, 
at the end of the day, this is what we're looking for. We're not. Yeah. We're, you don't. Evil Twin went on to a, a 16% plus big ass money oh, stout. Actually, this is like, a really rare. quick one. Like, obviously, <laughs> we, we, you know, we've got things to talk about. <laughs> What do you consider strong now? Just a quick whip round. Ooh, what do you want yeah. strong? Well, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Though. Ten plus for ten plus. Ten, ten really? Plus. Yeah. Oh, I see. I think it's well, different. Like, oh, so, see you out. See you out. Yeah, yeah. See you out in a in a bar. You, you're going to have a few multiple drinks. I would have no hesitation um, uh, at seven, eight, and, and yeah, nine percent. Uh, uh, and it would all be halves. I'm not. In, I'm not in no. school. No. Pint, pint school. Rich. Uh, Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Four point eight. That's what. No, if I'm gonna have an eight percent, I'm having a pint. I'm not having half. <laughs> you don't do halves. What's what's six halves? You can't do that way stuff. No, you don't. I, I, yeah, I think four. I think, I think, I think, I think if I saw like seven to eight, I'd be quite happy to drink a pint of it, but in two halves. I'd have a half and then see how it goes. Like yeah. I think no problem tackling it for, for a pint I wouldn't go any more than six I don't yeah, think yeah I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably do like that, that. Yeah. that's the Jaipur limit which is fine <laughs> yeah oh yeah Jaipur I guarantee that's I'll, a good I'll, I'll go yeah. I, I went to the Greystones the week and I said to my friend don't let me have any more than one Jaipur six Jaipurs later is a bit of a tangle so it's it's perhaps interesting as a young lad I would go out and to order a half in Mumwell near Barnsley. What? As a young, as a young oh, lad, to order yeah. an half, yeah, it was yeah. was the worst thing. I must, that you could I must ever admit, do. I'm a bit of a Yorkshire blood like that. Yeah. yeah, what was the point of an half? But now, <laughs> but now in 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 a, a, a lot of the pubs, to order a pint now seems quite uncouth. Not uncool, uncool well, I think, in terms I think there's, of. There's, there's two ways of saying it. I think there's, there's, there is a strength limitation where things are getting stronger. There's also that people want to try more things. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Could, do you want to go out and drink five pints at the same thing, yeah. or do you want to have ten halves yeah. of different things? I think that that gives you a little bit of leeway. Yeah. Maybe you will kind of go, well, I'll chuck in maybe something like, like we were talking about Berlinerweiss earlier, <coughs> something that's like three and a half percent yeah. maybe. Um, then that gives you a bit of leeway to go a bit stronger somewhere else. By you, Laura. What, I think. It's, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, th- I think it's the presentation of it as well. If if you have what. You would remember ordering a half, and it was effectively a tumbler. Mm. You know, now you're getting the sort of you're getting a nice glass, and yeah. it's being presented yeah. well to you. It's not, it's not quite the same. I've pretty much always drunk halves anyway, but for the reason of wanting to try more things. Try more things yeah. But I think as well, the beer doesn't always suit being served in a pint. No, no. One thing that really opened my eyes when I was over in Colorado, there's none of this. Oh. You're a, you're a woman, so you get a half, and this beer comes in this fancy glass, and you get this great big pint of 4% pale. It was very much, this is the beer that we have, this is the glass it comes in, you get a third of it. You know, nobody questioned it. Mm. That was just kind of the culture there was, this is how we, it was we a lot of brewery tasks. Yeah, we, we've made this beer, we want you to drink it in this way, and that's how you're going to have it. And I really liked that, and it, it felt a lot more inclusive over there, and I think... Uh, in the UK now, it is getting a lot better, and there is that kind of element of choice there, and you know, thirds becoming more widely available, and being able to have you know, flights where yeah, you get to try more different things. It's definitely becoming more open, and uh, yeah. There's always been a bit of a macho thing in the UK, hasn't there? About we drink, we drink in pints, um, and yeah, in a similar <laughs> way, like um, I, I spent quite a bit of my time in Germany last year, uh, particularly in Hamburg and, and in. Berlin, um, and they're kind of like you know a third, half, a pint. They, they don't exist. You get it in kind of like hundred mils, two hundred mil, or, or, or whatever. Oh yeah, I mean if you're going for uh, for your standard German beer, yeah, you can have it in a, a Stein or, um, or or various other kind of measurements. Um, and it, it just feels very normal there to order it in the smallest um, quantity because you want to try everything they've got in the bar, and it's kind of it's it's the done thing there, which I think is probably what maybe mentioned the beer engine earlier as kind of a uh, a, a, a real key thing that they start doing, which is like, it's all right to go there and order a third of a pint. Um, you wouldn't go in a Weatherspoon's pub and order a third of a pint, and and, and there's still, it feels like it's still the exception to the rule, isn't it? That, that ordering a third, yeah. or even ordering a half, can 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 be kind of frowned upon in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, so you know, kind of, we're, we're kind of at the start of that kind of revolution in this country and that's going to be Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're well on with it in, in, in the in the right cities, in the right bars yeah, and yeah. pubs, we're, we're well on with it. 
if there's anything extreme, three bags of crisps referring back to Adam. <laughs> now that is outrageous. Are you watch your crisps? I think you would. I don't want to kind of go into this now, but maybe something for a future podcast, which is something that I've seen on Twitter this week is about you know, about females in yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, obviously like the flip side, not the flip side, but how women who are serving beer how they treat and how they're not basically maybe not men not respecting their opinions and things, and which is complete utter shite really. And yeah. like it'd be, we'd all be very interested to see if anybody's out there wants to. Have an opinion on that, or wants to kind of start a conversation about that. That's something we'd love to probably talk about in a future podcasts. Yeah, I'm not going to start. Well, <laughs> well, well no, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting that there are still yeah. boys out there <laughs> that haven't got a clue. Well, yeah, um, well, you know, it's disgusting. It's, it's a whole, it's probably a whole podcast in itself. But oh, yeah. I think it's something. Political already? No, it's not political. <laughs> it's, it's something that's, it's something that's been Sorry, talked it's, about it's this week. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so how long we managed? Well, it's about an hour before we uh, drop the first episode. <laughs> well done, Sean. I wasn't um, expecting to be here. <laughs> no, well, uh, James Anyway, all right. For now, what I want to do is I want to take you back um, to a, a pretty cold and snowy Sunday morning a couple of weeks back. Um, the next beer that we're going to taste, actually, uh, the next beers that we taste come from uh, Lost Industry, um, which is where uh, myself and Adam found ourselves um, a couple of weeks back. Kind of, it's, it's an industrial estate kind of hidden away in, in Hillsborough. So we met up with Jimmy and Nate, who are brothers. They are the, the guys that run Lost Industry. We found out about their, um, their, their seasonal foraged beer, um, the, the stuff they've got planned for this year, their barrel aging program, um, and a couple of other beers that sound pretty good. So um, have a listen. This is what happened when Adam and James met Jimmy and Nate. Well, this is the Sheffield Hopcast, and it is our first Meet the Brewer feature. Uh, Adam and James here. It is um, a pretty cold Sunday morning, and we're in um, darkest, deepest Hillsborough, uh, way past where the old Fletchers used to be, and we're at Lost Industry uh, with Jimmy. Hello. How do? Um, now, first things first. Now, this is not kind of a normal kind of Sunday morning for you, is it? You're up to something um, a little bit special today. Yep, we're doing a freeway collab. So there's ourselves Lost Industry, um, Steel City Brewing and Emperor's Brewery. We're brewing an Imperial Stout, hopefully be around sort of 11%. We're then splitting it into several different beers. So we're hoping to get, I think, six different beers out of it. Yeah. Wow, all right. So, um, I mean, most people are in bed nursing a hangover at this time on a Sunday, so um, I think that's, that's uh, very productive. Um, talk us through, because uh, was it last month was kind of your two-year sort of birthday, your two-year yeah, anniversary? Yeah, just, just talk us through the, the kind of the, the history of, of Lost Industry and, and how it started, really. Um, we're basically all really into beer. Um, I, I spent probably 10 years as a home brewer, so I just love beer, love brewing and just felt we needed to sort of do it commercially, really. Fair enough, that's a good reason. Um, what's, what, what kind of setup do you have here for, for anyone that's kind of into the beer and knows the kind of the, the, the breweries and the brewing processes and stuff like that? How does it all work for you? Um, we're, um, we're five and a half barrels, so around 1,000 litres, um, our brew length. Um, so we've got two fermenters, so that means we can basically do two brews a week around... 2,000 litres a week at a maximum at the minute. So kind of a layman like me that just thinks in terms of bottles that I buy from the shop, how, how many bottles a week do you can, can you oh, churn out? If, if I was to put everything in bottles, which um, I wouldn't, <laughs> it'd be 6, about 6,000, yeah. That's quite a lot. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, now, one of the questions that we're going to be asking uh, the different brewers that we visit as part of this feature is to kind of talk us through their core range of beers um but that's kind of a redundant question with you because you don't really have a, a core range of of beers do you? you kind of everything that you do is is sort of like a a one-off with the odd exception that you yeah. sort of revisit um what's kind of your thinking behind that why is that um we like to we like to experiment really um we get bored easy don't we? we've got <laughs> too, too, many, too many ideas as well. too many ideas and so <laughs> so yeah we we're just constantly thinking of things to do and uh, a matter of fitting it all in so it's uh, 
Do, yeah. So your kind of ideas come from literally like you've had a few beers, you sat in the pub, and you just come up with some like sort of madass idea. Like, let's oh, make a beer. Let's make that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of the time it's just you just come across something and you get inspiration from that. And yeah. From everywhere, really. Everywhere, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'm, I've I've always been a big fan of Lost Industry due to the fact that I mean you do make some kind of crazy ass beers, uh, and they have particularly you know during during the summer I was really into um, some of the sours that you were doing and things like that. Um, talk talk us through kind of the, your the, your favourite beers that that you've done. Um, oh, where would you start? Um, I mean, obviously the sours, uh, Mojito, Peach Melba, Peach, Me- Peach really Melba was a really good. Um, um, what else is there? Sour Sunday was. Sour Sunday mental. was. Um, did you try that? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I liked the uh, the Lots forager sour as well. I thought that was really yeah. really good. I mean, foraged. Um, that's it's a seasonal release. That's a seasonal release. So um, every every season of the year, every year we do a different version of it, just with what we can find in hedgerows and. And is that literally how it works? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the autumn one, uh, we had forty five kilos of wild berries that we'd picked. So you actually you go out and pick the stuff yeah. yourself. So I mean, it is yeah. it is a really genuine process. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a labour of love. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever worry that you're kind of setting the bar so high for yourselves that you think, well, we've done this now, what the heck do we do next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a challenge to always come up with. Yeah, well, I mean, we we every beer we do isn't. Ridiculous, really. Yeah, so I mean, we do. We, do we, we tend to ground ourselves on the odd beer, beer and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, you did the uh, the beer at the New Barrack Tavern for the 150th anniversary of Sheffield Wednesday, and that's a very kind of normal beer for you guys. It is, yeah. It's a um, sort of a sessionable beer, really. Yeah, it's the sessionable, sessionable pale ale. Traditional yeah. pale ale. Yeah. 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 We, we do do it occasionally. <laughs> now, obviously, we said you kind of set the bar um, at, at the point that you have done in, in 2017. So thinking ahead to kind of like the, the, the year ahead, 2018, what ideas have you got? What can we expect from Lost Industry? Um, well, we've got um, we've got all our wine barrels now and our whiskey barrels. So our barrel aging programme is going to be starting pretty soon. Okay. So, so the uh, second half of next year. It's going to be all about the barrels, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and beer wise, any kind of um, any kind of hints, any kind of previews of, of what to uh, um, what to expect? It's going to be um, sort of a wild fermented um, cherry sour, really, um, aged in um, Bordeaux barrels. That sounds nice. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Could you uh, put my name down for uh, three of those, please? Yeah. <laughs> and um i mean thinking about the 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 beer industry as a whole obviously um this year you know sours became quite a big thing and kind of gozers and and saisons that kind of thing what 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 sort of trends are you kind of expecting in the year in the year ahead is there anything that you think it'll be you know the the return of the bitter or or, or, or what anything that you're kind of expecting sure um I think more of the same, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, think, think, I think sours are going to keep going for a Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to grow. Saisons have, have yeah. been building pretty steadily over the last few years. I wouldn't years be surprised if there's a lot yeah. more um, wild fermented sours um, yeah, mixed on firm. the market. Mixed, mixed firm, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think um, the West Coast IPA is going to make a big comeback as well. I, I hope so, anyway. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I was thinking like something kind of unusual, but how, how do you come up with your names, really? Because um, there's the Iron Brew one you did. I can't remember what it was yeah. called. What was um... do you, do you even Iron Brew? Yeah. Even Iron Brew, yeah. yeah. Um, and then so you've done like the. We're just trying to sidestep um, being sued. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and then you did the um, the Parallel Parking as well, which yeah. in collaboration with um, Sean and um, right, Beer yeah. Central, which um, is quite interesting. Like, you have to think about doing it again. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is um. In terms of like your labels and things you do, which I'm kind of a designer at heart, but um, is there any way you kind of you have someone who does that particularly, or is it something you do? That would be that would be me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Which draw inspiration from? Is it just something that you just everywhere, really? Yeah, yeah. Not the best answer, I guess. No, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Make up as we go along, really, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. I mean, it's some it interesting. You know, the 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 beer often tells you what it wants to have as a label, really. Yeah. So um, where are we likely to find lots of interesting beers then, in terms of like on, ke- on keg or cask or um, bottles? Where's the best place to go and find that? Sheffield is always a good bet. Rutland Arms. Um, beer Central for the bottles. Beer Central for the bottles. Optimism.co.uk also. Yeah. Hop Hideout. Um, 
old workshop, beer engine. Plenty of different places. By the way, one one thing that I wanted to um, to ask, and, and there might be a very just logical, boring answer for this, but I find it quite interesting that some breweries only tend to bottle things, whereas some tend to use a combination of bottles and cans. Is there any reason why you guys only really use bottles? Um, no, I mean, we um, we do kegs and casks as well, so... Um, Canning is something that we'll be looking at yeah. down, down the line, down the for, line. for sure. The um, the stuff that you're working on today, when are we likely to kind of see this, either in a bar or in a shop? Um, you'll see it dribbling. Yeah. Some of the versions aren't going to be barrel-aged somehow, so you'll, you'll see them the probably in the next month or so. Yeah, within a month. And then. maybe in six months' time there'll be more coming out. So it's going to be coming out gradually over a period. We're going to really go heavy on the barrels, which is really exciting. I mean, that's uh, something yeah, that we've, we've wanted to do for a while. Got something like 14 barrels in the brewery, so... Do you think there's anything that sets you aside from other brewers, local brewers, or brewers in sort of neighbouring like cities? And... I think the, the the biggest difference is maybe the lack of a core range. Um, I think I think there's a lot of breweries yeah. doing a lot of interesting stuff. We've got and, quite uh, a bit of freedom and manoeuvrability with yeah, uh, yeah. what we do. Yeah. So yeah. we basically brew what we want. So that's that's quite a nice thing. We come up with a stupid idea. We can just brew it. Basically, no one to stop us. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to sell it to, to, to the layman or a person on the street, you said, what do, what do we expect from, from Lost Industry? I, I know it's difficult because you kind of do so much range, but what would you, what could, sum that up in a few, few words. Uh, silliness, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great silliness. description. Great yeah. description. Brilliant. Guys, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to meet you today, and um, the best to look for for 2018. Look forward to trying some of the beers that you've got planned. Well, thank you to Jimmy and Nate, who uh, were our first Meet the Brewer up at uh, Lost Industry in Hillsborough. Um, so while you've been listening to that, we've been trying three of their um, beers. So we've been trying, uh, as, as we mentioned during the, uh, the interview there, the um, Forager, uh, which is their autumn edition. Um, as they mentioned, they do it every quarter. And a great story in terms of the fact that they literally just go out and just find stuff and turn it into a beer which is brilliant um, there's also the chocolate, uh, chocolate milk stout with a hint of lime uh, nice. which um, can't, it has got a name on it I can't actually read it properly that's my bad um, and the other one is the apple saison so we've had, kind of had all three passing between us three very different beers um, pom- pommier yeah pommier pommier, pommier is the um, is the apple saison um, I mean, I'm a big fan of Lost Industry, and I've had probably as many of their beers that I've tasted and thought, mm, I don't particularly like that, to ones that I've tried and thought, that's brilliant. But what I love is the fact that they do stuff that's different. They really try and, you know, they don't follow any rules, they try and push the boundaries, um, and they do stuff that just doesn't really make any sense, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it maybe doesn't work, but you've got to give them credit for, for kind of um, for, for trying it and the, the forager stuff I'm a, I'm a massive fan of um, and they do I mean they do sours really well yeah. I think they foraged the I think I had the springs foraged one and um, I think I mentioned it I kind of mentioned it right at the end of the interview which is the, the Iron Brew kind of influence one which was on at, yeah. it was on the Sunfest which yeah, I think which is called do you, do you even iron brew? Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know if it had iron brew in it, but it kind of had, it was a very intimate. And then one I really, really love, which is a bit face melting, which is the uh, Acid Rain, which is a brilliant, brilliant sound. As well as the ones I've done, which in collaboration with um, Jeff and Chicat as well, and uh, you guy with the Yeah, the, the, the Greatest Parking. Beer. Yeah, that, that's it. It's it might have been because I was there. This is the mentioned day. on the. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that, is that going to come back, Parallel Parking? Uh, no, we, we, we brew our collaborations as a one off. Oh, is that it? And Go so uh, our next collaboration will be out early February. Uh, I brewed that last week, North Riding at Scarborough. Nice. And that's using the Fudge Brownie Stout that I referred to earlier. And we're adding a raspberry and vanilla to that mm. as well. Okay, here we go. Top of dessert. And, uh, we, uh, <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Fudge Brownie Ski Sunday Edition. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and, Topical. And we're skiing at the end of January. We'll have some promo shops at the top of the French So, and where will we be able to buy that? <laughs> uh, <you> <laughs> <laughs> all, all good beer shops in the more market. <laughs> 
<laughs> they may, they may take some actually. Yeah. Um, Shaky, I'm sure, will have it on Kellam Island Tavern yeah. buy from them as so well. To get down south, get down south, the bottom um, up. Um, yeah, early just February. inside the door. Just in time for the Winter Olympics, so there'll be a ski, awesome. real ski element. Yeah. <laughs> see, Sean, I'll sort you out. Yes, I will. We've got 216 bottles coming, so please really? buy plenty. <laughs> uh, we've got one more beer to um, to try and. Um, this one, we've got to save this for last because it comes with a bit of a story and it's actually going to be one of the more serious things that we uh, talk about. That's Sean with his dramatic can opening uh, <laughs> noise there. Um, so, Sean, tell us about this beer and, and tell us why this is quite topical, even though it's been out for, I mean, several long months. Time. It's been out yeah. for a long, a long, a, a good few years, yeah. It's uh, Marble Brewery from Manchester. Um, Pint is their, I believe, their number one selling beer are, uh, on cask. And are, uh, um, is a, a 3.9% pale ale, and are, uh, they've got into trouble uh, largely down to one are, uh, stupid bastard. Shall we go with a bastard as well? Are, uh, yeah. um, someone, <laughs> over, someone. Are, uh, I'm guessing they were, they're in Manchester. They did complain to Manchester yeah. Trading Standards, but perhaps that was because the brewery are based in Manchester, so they could have been from elsewhere. But um, Pint uh, is packaged by Marble in 500ml uh, tall boy cans, and of course 500ml isn't quite a pint in terms of measurement, and so um, Manchester Trading Standards receive one isolated complaint um, from one idiot um, uh, complaining that their pint didn't have a pint in it. And so uh, Trading Standards uh, have, have suggested to the brewery that they might want to consider renaming the beer, um, particularly when the beer has been packaged in the 500ml cans. So there's a debate at the moment for Marvel on Trading Standards as to what they might call the beer when it's uh, served on, on cask, uh, in a pint, I suppose. That's fair enough to call it a pint at that point. Uh, and so Marvel have, have agreed to give them their dues and to avoid a long legal battle that would have uh, been a draw on the brewery and perhaps might have hindered their progression this year. Uh, they've agreed and so it will get a name change at some point. Hopefully a sarcastic one. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but you get it when he's getting himself a pint. But yeah. getting a cap. I mean like it's the most silly, it's like, you talk about the, um, the collaboration that you've done, does it contain any actual skis? Uh, no, but... No, well, uh, you're not allowed to call it skis. But when we, we I mentioned I was brilliant last year, <laughs> excuse me, last week online, our, uh, people did ask at what point in the brew the skis were going in there. So, I mean, uh, Sean, just, just to kind of confirm, it's like, this is a beer that has existed for a long time, a long, as long cast, time, yeah. and it's only just started being... Keg, yeah, sorry, pack, bottle, yeah. uh, can, bottle can, can in the last six months. So, uh, I mean, I've drunk that for a long time and I've always considered it like just, it's like a, their kind of staple go-to yeah. pale ale, you know, under 4%, hoppy, pale. You would drink a pint of it, I yeah. actually, on this one, wouldn't we? We would. You're not allowed to have a I don't want to stop going to a bar and say I want a pint of pint. Yeah. Or two pints of pint. I mean, <coughs> last time this confused you was the... Which is now a great Yorkshire brewery, but Cropton Brewery had um, two pints. Called two pints. Yeah, pint of two. Uh, have a pint of two pints. Um, before that, it's probably the bottom get them free thing, where you kind of go, "Can I have two pints of that?" But like, I want like four pints of it, not like two. Bottom get them free. I want one, which is you know everyone's been for that for. Um, you see, I, I see it as a bit of a daft thing, and I, I spoke to you guys earlier, and, and it's been it's only been a matter of weeks. It's been in the news again with yeah. um, Tiny Rebel, which is yeah. um, a Welsh brewery. They, they've got a beer. What's it called? It's Qu a, Quitch. 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 And it's, it's spelled what C W T H T C Y T C H. And that's be again. I think it's one person said that looks like it's marketed towards children. It's like, well, if you've got a kid in your supermarket down, they're not going to get past the tills, are they? And they're not going to be able to reach that beer. Why are they even in a beer aisle? And I think they've had to basically. It's, I mean, I think in total they said it's going to cost about thirty thousand yeah. pounds as a brewery, and it's that's a, that's a um, combination of legal fees, um, reprinting, rebranding, re, you know, design work, rebranding, reprinting, um, 
I don't think I think they're okay for a while, but potentially taking things off the market in April when they've got the deadline. Yeah, but I'm not sure whether there's any domino effect onto yeah. their other beers as well. So, they use the same character. Yeah, they're 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 yeah. changing the character. I mean, yeah, I've a look at it, but to be, I don't think it's changed much. I mean, it's interesting, on Christmas Eve, we had a young family come into the shop. Was it me? Uh, no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> uh, but mum and dad came in with daughter. Daughter was maybe two or three, and daughter was uh, selecting a beer for Santa. And out of 400 plus beers in the shop, she went for Club Tropicana, yeah. Well, that's We've had the same character uh, on there, so of course I, I wouldn't have served her. Yeah. her uh, yeah, but, so that's, so, that's, that's but, the end of the story, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but, but there, is, there, there, is, there, is, there is, I suppose, the, uh, at some point someone has responsibility in terms of influence. Yeah. On, on children, it's well, all it's, it's so safeguarding. Basically, children. just to confirm, it's basically <coughs> it's a very colourful, psychedelic-looking can. Yeah. It's yellows, blues, reds. It's very like kind of stroke, like, and it's got their kind of emblem is like a bear. Yeah. I think the bear's quite weird. It looks a bit it's cute, dead. It's, it's, cute. it's a bit scary. Yeah. It's a bit scary. Yeah. yeah. It's not far off pudsy bear. So essentially, they've just had to move it's that. Had a rougher So essentially, they've had to move that from the front of the can to the back of the can. Which is a round can which anybody could face whichever direction they wanted on the shelf. So again, it's a bit of a fast thing. It is, it is, it is silly, but uh, the designs on these cans are, are so appealing. Mm. We were going across to Indy Man a couple of years ago uh, in Manchester, uh, and we had a, a can of um, um, Beaver Town Gamma Ray, beautiful can, and space, space, yeah. space men and guns. And a lady leaned over asking for, on behalf of her young son, what pot that was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there is, there is, there is yeah. that, there is that yeah. little influence. Do you think maybe like in a few years' time, where it's all kind of normalised, that it might be just. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't mind it at all. Of no, course, I don't. But really. I'm just you quoting these little anecdotal yeah. stories. Uh, I think it do because it's one of those things where creative people forget that they're not. <coughs> Putting stuff out for their mates, if, you know. Whenever you're putting something like this out, it does go to yeah. a wider well, audience. Perhaps beyond where they're originally. Where they, yeah, they because you know, whenever they're, whenever they're drawing up, whenever they're drawing up designs for cans and things like that, they're going and, and they're showing it around their mates and things like that, and their mates are all going, "Oh, that's brilliant, that's yeah. great." But whenever you put it in a shop shelf, yeah, that's completely different. Yeah. And you know, I I agree that it's farcical that they're having to change and. But I think probably need to perhaps yes please um, maybe just be a little more careful about how they how they do market their things. I mean the the marshmallow Malmo, for instance, I can see that being attractive, but it looks yeah. a bit like it's a from, from uh, Ghost. Is it from Ghost? Ghostbusters? Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I, I get where some people are coming from in terms of. The influence. However, it's a case of <coughs> common sense being forgotten about. Yeah, by yeah correct. How exposed are uh, children to these cans? Though? Because I mean, I accept that yeah. it's becoming a little bit more widespread in um, in, in supermarkets. Um, Any children walking past like, your, yeah, your recycling <laughs> bin uh, are going to be heavily influenced. <laughs> <laughs> That's why yeah, I keep it in the back garden. But, oh, all right, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not accessible to children. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems all a little bit silly, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I imagine there are probably the, the stuff that we're talking about now, particularly the the pint slash five hundred mil thing. Yeah, there are probably other, other countries throughout Europe that would find this absolutely mm. hilarious. I'm surprised the European Union's not been blamed for it, actually. <laughs> it sounds like something well, they would have been I blamed for I just can't imagine what ago. kind of person has the no. time to be annoyed no. and compose a no. letter. No. Like. No. I don't oh, my brother's very much like this. It's probably my brother's late. We talk about being pedantic, but like a friend of mine went to Vegas and he was talking about it. He was like, oh yeah, you can pint save but the small like pints a pint it's not smaller and I'll always say like, oh actually it American pint yeah, is smaller an American pint is actually 16 ounce which is 473 milliliters so just throw it back at them and go hey well it's they're actually getting nearly 20, <coughs> 27 milliliters more than the is that, um, is well, that a trans-Atlantic pint he's trying to take you on for the nerdy fact of the night isn't it Laura 
I can go. I can go. I can bring cats. No. <laughs> do we do we have an, an idea of what do we think we should call it? Um, to half liter. It's a good question. Yeah, half liter. I think they just start using pine cans. If they if, 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 if they were to call it half liter, could they just call it half? What would they call what it? If it's half liter, what would they call it on cask? Beer. It's quite beer. What would they call it on cask? It should have one name across all dispense. I don't think 500 milliliters is an accepted UK legal measure for no, drink not. from a bar. No. It's not, no. no. So, all different kind of words there. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. it actually brewed over? Did brewed over quite with the school in it, actually? Like, it's a little it's too weird. Yeah, yeah, the one. I could just call it liquid, would that be alright? Booze. Booze. I think I'd call it nearly a pint. I hope you're happy, you dick. What's that one again? Let's get that one out. Nearly a pint. Can I just say about this beer quickly as well? Like, we've had this beer last, which is looking at the lineup, possibly a controversial decision. However, it's. shambles from the But it's still. It's really good, isn't it? Still more than standing up after yeah, all those flavours yeah. that we've tried. It's three point nine. It's really delicious. hoppy and it's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Forget the yeah. Forget the bollocks about the um, thing. It's, it's if you want a solid, you know, sessionable can or, or, or cask beer. I sort of feel look, like look for pint. I know you're getting a bit of stick here for getting this regular away, James, but. This was always my plan. <laughs> I, see, I, I, I feel, wanted to prove to you I that you feel like actually yeah. Yeah. We've, we've gone. We've gone Sorry. big and we're reading ourselves in a little bit now. Yeah. And this is what we're, we're going. We'll sleep easy. Right. Yeah, we're not quite ready to like, stop, but we think we should probably. But like Laura says, it, that doesn't taste like nothing, which no. which, which, which we, there is a danger of. Me and me and, um, me and Sean were talking in the shop the other day, saying like, how what, how do you do things over Christmas? Have you got you know different types of beers? Do you go like weak to strong? Do you go dark to light? Do you go like do you have your sours first? Do you have them to finish? Do you have them in the middle to break up a, a pale to a dark? And you're like, well, that's, that's a that's a compass. That's a, it was that's a, a lot more interesting than that. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you would never just go. Well, I go really strong to weak. <coughs> never. That's kind of what we've done, really. Yeah, yeah that, we have. That, mm. And that does stand up. I might end every night on a pint of pint. We have a Or whatever it's going to be called. Yeah. <laughs> See what you're actually saying is that I am a genius. This is, yeah. this is what this is what we're saying. Uh, I, after the pod, I've got a cat-related tiny rebel um, story for you. It's beer related. Oh, we'll, yes, we'll leave that for another day. If I got. That's all in it. I love it. I love it. I think that just about brings us to the uh, conclusion of episode one of the Sheffield podcast. Um, obviously, it has been our pilot episode. Um, it's probably been a little bit longer than it will be in, in, in kind of future months, but it's been kind of a chance for us to all get to know each other and find out a bit about kind of our beer habits and, um, and whatnot. And it hopefully gives, it gives you an idea about what the Hopcast will be about and how we're going to develop it as time goes by. I think we've had a really promising reaction from breweries and pubs all over Sheffield and um, you know we're, we're pretty confident that this could become a become a bit of a thing um, as ever your support and feedback is really invaluable so let us know what you think you can um, find us on Twitter at Chef Hopcast search for us on Facebook you can drop us an email as well if you want to beer at sheffieldhopcast.co.uk uh, and you can get all those details on our website which is um, sheffieldhopcast.co.uk um, if you have enjoyed the show please re- rate and review us on iTunes um, and if you subscribe as well, then it means that you get the future hotcast straight to your device before everyone else. Um, Sean, you are on Twitter at BeerCentralLTD. What, what are your beer plans for the month ahead? Um, for the month ahead, um, the, the shop got uh, totally wrecked over Christmas uh, in terms of uh, selling out on lots of things. So we will uh, build up from this week onwards. We've got some still water stuff coming over in Cannes Cold Freight from the USA next week and then uh, latter part of the month we'll uh, see much more promotion on our uh, collaboration Ski Sunday Fudge Brownie uh, uh, and so they're, they're going to be two big pieces uh, uh, of the month for us certainly. Okay, um, Chris you are on Twitter at Hulk Chris, what are, you, what are your beer plans for the uh, month ahead? Um, I... I haven't really got plans. I'll, I'll probably drink more. <laughs> That's a, that is a <laughs> great yeah. 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 We'll have that. I'll have some beer at some point. Um, I'll probably drink call more, it. but have it in abs. That's what I'll do. I'll spread it out. I'll, um, 
my plan this year, I didn't make a resolution as such, but I did think I should just have a bit more difference to to the sorts of things that are, I might leave a sixer behind for a, for a little while. It sounds like your your resolution is drink more beer, which is a brilliant resolution. It's while everyone else was the opposite. Please drink responsibly, people. (laughs) But uh, I I will drink a more varied beer. So I'll put it it that way. Okay, Um, Laura, you're on Twitter. In fact, you you kind of have two Twitters. Yeah, the the main beer one is uh, at Mashton and Meow Beer and Cats. We'll go with that one. What 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 are your beer plans for the month ahead because uh, January is we touched on earlier it's obviously a, a kind of a big month with the triannuary thing involved in. yeah um, I think it's the third year of the triannuary campaign uh, this year um, but for this year it's been taken over by uh, a wonderful man called Tom who is uh, he leads craft beer hour on Twitter as well which is uh, on Tuesday evenings um, he's spearheading the campaign uh, which is essentially um, just all about getting into your local pub, supporting your local industry, um, trying something new um, and drinking quality rather than quantity. Um, and he's recruited a team of, I think there's over 100 of us actually all around the country, sort of local ambassadors. Uh, myself and Jim, who uh, runs Mashton and Meow with me, are two of uh, five Sheffield champions. Um, so yeah, we're just shouting about what we're drinking in Sheffield and helping to promote it really and uh, it's my birthday towards the end of the month as well so planning on a day trip out to Buxton to go to Buxton Tap and try the new Red Willow bar out there as well yeah (laughs) Brill, Rich, you're on Twitter at Dickie Owl what are your kind of beer plans for the month ahead? Well I I have a birthday in the end of of January as well so I'll be having an evening (laughs) in the New Barrack Tavern go to Buxton Tap (laughs) (laughs) no 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 (laughs) New Barrack Tavern is, is the law for my birthday um, we always end up in there and, uh, and until we get kicked out basically so that's that's my only only beer plan as such apart from what's all this dry January about what's that about just carry on no I'm, no, I'm, I'm moving away from that yeah. no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a drinker so yeah uh, Adam um, you're on Twitter at on the bar chef double F um, what, what have you got planned for the month ahead um, going to that place which I can't pronounce again so um, cool. what it's called oh, yeah, yeah. looks like raw claw pronounce raw claw I love the fact you're going to come back and it's actually going to be a completely different pronunciation. Of course it is, yeah. That's what I saw it. I can put the spelling on Twitter if you want to have a go at it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you bring it all a bit back? From Probably not, because um, Ryanair. Handle each other. Last time we tried bringing Steins back from um, Berlin, um, someone nearly ended up in hospital because he went into his bag and bust his arm on one. Brill, um, I'm on Twitter at James Marriott. Uh, my plans for the month ahead, obviously triannuary. Um, next Thursday, gonna gonna head out and try a few uh, new beers. Um, I am. We sort of touched on this earlier. I am going to the Sheffield Derby on Friday. Um, I will be having uh, beers at home before the game, which will be bought from Sean rather than uh, braving any um, any pubs. And then end of the month, I'm having uh, a weekend in Leeds, which I've got to be honest, it's a place that I've never. I've never really explored the beer scene, um, which is silly really, because it is a great beer scene up there. Uh, I just have a bit of a Leeds thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm heading dirty, there, so um, yeah, dirty. I'm going to try, try a few beers. But guys, thank you very much for your time. Um, I hope you've enjoyed cool. episode one of the um, Sheffield Hopcast, and you know, fingers crossed we'll be back in February. Yeah.